Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the hashtag Miranda show I am the Twitterless heroine the hashtag queen of soft style and your host Miranda Morales welcome I am very excited (laughs) always use your head that was so good why'd you (laughs) that's why it was really good actually it was really really good damn it it was perfect. Oh, here's was... Greg, everyone. This motherfucker. Mandy. You're welcome. 
I can never do anything nice. I can never, never have anything nice. But the whole point was, it's usually late, right? It's almost always late when I press the button because I'm usually figuring something else out that you want for your show. I didn't even say the chair shot. Like, I didn't even say the word chair shot yet. Thechairshot.com. Always <laughs> use your head. Sometimes I shake my head and I think that I'm an asshole. Like, that's <laughs> literally what it's all come to for me. Uh, but then, that's like 50% well, of me. The other 50% of me smiles and goes, This is such good shit. Okay, I'm done. That's Greg DeMarco, everyone. Cool. Anyways, back to the intro. I'm Miranda Morales, the host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And of course, as you may have figured out by now the hashtag Miranda show is part of the chair shot radio network, which can be found at the chair shot.com. Always use your head. I mean, come on. I couldn't play it at the right time after all that. Like literally you could have, no, you easily could have because you actually control the button bar you are the only person who has control over when these sound bites are played. Dave, it's me, Dave. <laughs> Greg, it's me. Greg, it's me. I'm Greg. an asshole. Greg, it's me, Greg. Stop being an asshole. Dave, it's me, Dave. I should record myself doing that at some point. Like, yeah. Put some music, but like try to find the music that's very similar to that music and just put it behind yeah. it. Greg, it's me, yeah, Greg. It's inspirational. Don't be an asshole anymore, Greg. Be nicer. Stop being an asshole, Greg. I can't. I can't. Well, if you're all interested, if maybe you didn't find this show on thechairshot.com. Maybe you found this on Spotify, iTunes, one of our other streaming sources. So if you did, awesome. I'm so glad you found us. Uh, but if you also did that, then maybe you don't know about thechairshot.com. That is your place for all of the latest wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. Also the home of the Chairshot Radio Network, where there you can find Lots of other podcasts. If this is not your cup of tea, uh, which is crazy tea, um, there's a lot of other awesome podcasts there. Of course, there's Chair Shot Radio, where myself, Greg, and our friend Patrick O'Dowd talk about all that is wrestling and some other great uh, podcasts such as Outsider's Edge, Pod is War, DWI Wrestling, The Reaction, Kurt's Angle, new, uh, Badlands, and the Greg DeMarco show because Greg doesn't have enough shows. Now nah, you can always use more shows. I mean, it's just it's how it works. That's also, yeah. When always you run your own shows. website, you can have all the podcasts, all the shows. He's just so generous that he only has three. Yeah. Three. Parkour, I, had to, I had to think about two and this. a half. Cause this is, this is half. I'll take him. my half. That's right. Okay. At, at the behest, I serve at the mercy of the president. And if you want to follow The Chair Shot on social media, you can follow at TheChairShot.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow Greg uh, on social media, even though I think he checks his like once every, you know, five weeks at this point. I'm doing more now. I, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to ease back in. I'm trying to purposely do different things on – do certain things for all the platforms, certain things on different platforms. I'm trying to, you know – 
uh, it's you know we're in the midst of the COVID. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make something of it. So yeah, I'm there now. It's so. <laughs> no, I shouldn't talk about that. I because I'm back on Instagram now. Um, one of my not really a source, but definitely somebody on the inside. That's where I oh, talk to that person. An inside. And, yeah, that, there's an inside. Um, and so now that that like. Um, yeah, I got a message from that person. It, you'd be blown away by what the person does, but I can't say it on air. Well, of course, because then it would blow your, you know, confidential. Yeah, then, then, yeah, then that would be bad. Real yeah, bad. and I saw The Departed. I know what happens to informants, so. Yeah, I mean, not me, dude. And I don't use them as informants. I never have. Um, but, because if I did, I just, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, well, distract, distract the people, we're find... a, Distract the people. Dave. You can find Gray. Dave. <laughs> I didn't mean a literal inf- I just meant, you know, I know what happens when you have someone on the inside. I've just recently rewatched The Departed for the first time in a long time because it like plays, I think, on TNT or something like every weekend now. So no, you're, those visuals. You're, this is this is a wrestling in- podcast. The only thing on TNT is AEW. We all know this. <laughs> yes. When when it's not uh, AEW, it's uh, I don't know. I think Supernatural yeah. or it's The Departed. It's The Longest Yard, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what was that one show? Oh, I forget. It was the three uh, sisters who were witches. Oh, what was that? Oh, the fuck. Um, Charmed. 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 Yes. Yes. Charmed. Uh, and sometimes Law and Order. I was in the wrong thing. Damn it. I was. <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, you can go find Greg on social media at ChairShotGray. I am on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Um, especially, I've been trying to uh, do a lot more connecting on Instagram. It's actually been a lot of fun. Um, we've been putting up some more content on uh, Instagram and Facebook regarding some of the recordings from uh, Chair Shot Radio and the Hashtag Miranda Show. So if you always want to listen to some snippets um, and also f- feel free to share them with people who you think may be interested in listening to the show. Um, if you have random friends who love random wrestling podcasts, and this is the random show for you. Yeah, that, that's... A hundred percent accurate, right there. A hundred percent accurate, because this is what this show's about. Hundred percent that I make up. Hey, eighty-six percent of all facts are made up. <laughs> no, I screwed that up. Eighty-six percent of all statistics are made up. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so you know, you're welcome. As you can see, uh, and you can't because this is a recording, uh, audio recording. Uh, but as you can probably hear, some madness has has kind of seeped in. I mean, we are, you know, God knows what, eight weeks into? You know, seven. Uh, but who's counting? Seven. Yeah. Feels like 19 at this point uh, of, you know, quarantine slash stay at home. Arizona's stay at home order is supposed to expire uh, this Thursday in just a few days. But there's been a lot of speculation that it's going to be extended. Many states have extended their stay at home orders by a few weeks. um, And it's very likely that uh, our state will as well. So, you know, we're going to have a few more weeks of, you know, all of this, you know, random goodness for you when you're in your house all the time. It's great. 
Were you waiting for me to play Soundbite? No, I just wanted the silence to sink in for a second. Okay, because because I can. Just, yeah. I got. Yeah. You know, no, I, I really emphasize the the you know the randomness, the oddness. I got a litany uh, of them. Of we all we all know it's a litany. It's a whole mm -hmm. litany. Whole litany of things. Um, but we actually have so we have a theme, a topic this week. Uh, we we are going to talk about wrestling. I promise. I don't know. Fifteen minutes into the show, I, I don't count anymore. Only 10 um, this time, actually. Only 10. Oh, time. okay. Ooh, yeah. We're getting better. So the theme of this week's show is promos. Um, later on, uh, we will be joined by Steve Invest, who is the creator and founder of Promomania, which is a online tournament uh, of independent wrestlers pretty much throwing promos at each other to see who is the best promo um, in the independence. But before we get to that, I wanted to share a little bit about kind of our favorite promos, why we love promos, um, because it's definitely one of my favorite aspects of being a wrestling fan. As I've stated many times before, uh, I'm We'll always appreciate and love the technical aspect of professional wrestling, but I'm such a mark for, you know, more of the, the storytelling aspect of it. And promos are a huge element of that. That helps begin stories, continue stories, end stories in, in some cases. Um, and so uh, I wanted Greg and I to just take a few minutes to share about our favorite promos because there's so, there's so many. Um, I did give a little hint about this uh, a few weeks ago when we did our 30-day challenge in 30 minutes. Uh, but kind of some honorable mentions. I mean, pretty much anything with Ric Flair, I mean, is a memorable line. I mean, I even hear a lot of people talk about him being this creator of swag, being creator of this kind of modern, um, the, the way that we view modern swag, a lot of that began with Ric Flair, you know, with the style, with the way that he projected himself, with the persona that he projected. And in a very interesting element, too, where there's visual aspects of, of promos, too, that carry through and help deliver the message stronger than the words do. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a second. But my favorite promo of all time, and you probably guessed it because I talk about it all the time. I talk about the wrestler all the time. My favorite wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin's 316 promo that he delivered after winning the 96 uh, King of the Ring. The fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. 
As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Obviously, anything but... And one of the reasons I love that promo so much is that in some ways you forget the rest of it. Once you hear Austin 316, I just kick your ass. Uh, I I always forget that there's more to it um, because that's such the legendary line, the delivery. And it also is a way of him spinning, you know, this uh, newly reborn Jake Roberts uh, who was um, – you know, coming back from fighting addiction and had found this new um, found belief in religion. Um, and that was very prominent uh, in his character at the time. And for Austin to be able to spin that into essentially a catchphrase that took his career to whole new heights, that is what he's going to be remembered for forever, I think was so simple and effective. Um, and it also did its job. It, it puts, you know, um, himself over. In some ways, it put Jake over, even though, you know, at the time, uh, Austin was a, a heel and Jake was the baby face, too. I mean, it, it really dug into some, you know, personal aspects that that Jake Roberts was still dealing with and still fighting. Um, but it's, it's truly just very poignant, but also very, very effective and strong. You know, and it, it's, I always, and, and you've probably figured this out now, and, and having done this for a year and a half, and, and just known me for for longer, but I always find, like, the, the kind of the subplots and the sub things, this was the birth of, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so, and <laughs> the Austin 316 promo, he doesn't really say Austin 316 after that. But he says that that's yeah. the bottom line because Stone, Stone Cold said so approximately a million more times. And yes. it's it that really became his calling card, but Austin 316 was all over the shirts. I mean, uh, you'll do it you know, at some point for this show, but there's a Chair Shot 316 t-shirt. There wouldn't be one if there wasn't an Austin 316 promo. And and it's it's just iconic to the point that it, was, it, it literally laid the foundation for who was the most profitable star in the history of professional wrestling and that's something that that's you know that's not even an opinion thing like that's a financial fact and Mm -hmm. that's just it what he built and and he just became i mean in in a time uh you know the late 90s he he was he he was kicking his boss's ass who didn't want to do that and yeah that's why so many people were living the dream and yeah i mean 316 was on shirts everywhere i mean it really was a time um, that, that it was something that you wouldn't know you wouldn't know it if you weren't a wrestling fan. Like it was one of those cool things that um, and one of the coolest things you could wear in the '90s. And I still even think now an element to that is an Austin 316 shirt. Um, and you're right about the line, you know, because Stone Cold said so too was delivered thousands of, you know, feels like thousands of times after that. Um, but it also was the the birth of that. Really, you know, two big catchphrases that he used. And it all happened there. And it just was, you know, it, it's just brings kind of chills every time I hear it. Because in hindsight, you know, it's, it's 2020. Listening to it now, it was just kind of run-of-the-mill heel promo. But now knowing 
who Stone Cold Steve Austin became and what those catchphrases became and the merchandising, everything behind it and how important it was to uh, the Attitude Era and even in the early 2000s and just wrestling history. It's it's big. It's it's watching history happen. Um, and that's why I, I also love it as one of my favorite promos. So, Greg, uh, tell me, what what's your top promo? What's one of your favorite promos of all time? So, mine is a little different, and, and we actually played it before on the Greg DeMarco show years ago, but it's definitely not one that's, like, iconic. It's not – well, it is iconic, but it's not one that launched a career or, or anything like that. This was uh, Joey Styles when he quit Raw in, in 2006, which is really a setup as, as part of uh, the one-night stand build. But really, one of the best things that Joey Styles ever did. And now, thanks to the magic of live television, I'm going to show the whole world why for seven years in ECW, I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. Six months ago... WWE called me. I didn't call this company because I was looking for a job. I didn't need a job. WWE called me because they had humiliated and fired again Jim Ross. So I get JR's spot. And from week one, week after week, I've got an ongoing lecture about the differences in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I'm not allowed to say pro wrestling. I'm not allowed to say wrestler. I have to say sports entertainment and refer to the wrestlers as superstars. I'm told to deliberately ignore the moves and the holds during the matches so I can tell stories. Well, ignoring the moves and the holds is damn insulting to the athletes, the wrestlers, not the entertainers, who leave their families 300 days a year to ply their craft in that ring. So here's the best part, because I'm not a sports entertainment storyteller, I get pulled from WrestleMania. And the reason I'm given is, is because I don't sound like Jim Ross, who was the guy they fired in the first place. That makes sense, right? So I swallow the bitter pill, I'm a company guy. I get bumped from WrestleMania. Then I get bumped from Backlash? I'm not good enough to call Backlash. In ECW, I called live pay-per-views on my own. Solo, no color commentators dragging me down. Wasn't done before me, hasn't been done since. But I'm not good enough to call Backlash because I'm not a sports entertainment storyteller. Well, you know what? I am sick of sports entertainment. And most of all, I'm sick of you fans who actually buy into that crap, this sports entertainment circus. 
So there you have it. Joey Styles cutting the infamous I Quit Raw promo on Jerry the King Lawler. Beforehand, he and Lawler have been messing around. Lawler pie faces him. He walks out. They go to commercial. They come back. He cuts that promo. It's a WWE version, so they edited out him destroying Vince McMahon, um, <laughs> where he talks about how he mocks God, and which was really funny. You, even on this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio, um, when we played the clip of Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship at Backlash, you, if you go back and listen, you'll hear me say this happened at Backlash, Patrick Dowd, at Backlash? And that's where that comes from. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he and I saw that promo together. And, and, like, watching wrestling in, you know, at the University of Connecticut, the story that he told during Jerry Shower Radio. And, <laughs> and, and because that would have been the time frame. Like, that was from May of 2016, or 2006. Um... That was just, you know, at the time, it was groundbreaking. Like, nobody could believe he was out there cutting that promo. It was sort of that work shoot that, that you know, always got over really well. Um, everybody always talks about CM Punk's pipe bomb. But to me, this was, the you know, not even the first pipe bomb. I mean, the first pipe bomb was Kevin Nash um, on an episode of Raw that we covered on this show and did a watch-along with that I was at live where he outed Vince McMahon as the owner of the company back in 1997. So uh, it's just, or maybe I don't know. But it was literally just so shocking to see, and Joey Styles delivered it so well. Joey Styles, uh, for many people, was their favorite commentator ever. Could have made a damn good manager, but it it would have been too hard now because if Joey Styles were to go out there as a manager later in his career, everyone would have been like, why is the commentator a manager? It's just he's so well-known as a commentator, he couldn't really hold any other on-camera role. Um, But I absolutely loved loved that promo, loved everything about it, and immediately came to mind when we were talking about this. Yeah, that that one, I had forgotten about that one, Um, but when you were playing it, I could visualize joey's face the anger and the disgust that he had in almost reverting into a role that as someone coming from ecw you thought he would never do one just because you never originally imagined you know all these ecw people on on wwe programming um but joey in particular i mean he truly was part of the heart and soul of ecw the voice of ecw the voice of extreme and to then have to neuter that essentially to sports entertainment. I mean, I can't imagine how frustrating that was elements of that was, you know, um, to, to the point where there's probably, you know, there's a truth in that. I'm, 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 there's no doubt by imagining what his face uh, looked like. And even just viewing that video that that was all acting, there's elements of, of frustration in there. And that's kind of the beauty of some of these promos is that when you call, can cross a little bit um, and dig deep into an emotion in there, um, whether it's tied to what you're talking about or not, but that helps fuel what you're saying, Um, whether it's adding emotion to it, whether it's being able to just convey something different to it. I think that that always is a really special element to it. Um, I don't know. Is there a promo that you can think of that made you, feel an emotion in particular that either tugged on your heartstrings or got you really upset or made you really laugh. Um, one that you can kind of recall um, and, and maybe intentionally that, that it did those things, not unintentionally, but it gave the, the, you know, the effect that the, the promo uh, 
was meant to. You know, for for as much as we like to make fun, as I like to make fun of the the AEW and all the things they get wrong, the when Cody Rhodes wrestled Dustin Rhodes at the first Double or Nothing and cut the you know I need my brother promo, like that was an amazing promo. And you know, yeah, it, more and more you watch the show, you realize this promotion's a vanity project. But it's it's glaringly obvious at this point. But that's fine. People love it and it's working. But that, you know, Cody cutting that promo was was fantastic. You know, I happen to have one queued up when you asked about making me laugh. And, and this isn't going to surprise you one bit. But, yeah, let's, um, let, let me play what I have queued up. It's going to take a second to load. My name is Gina Rivera, the Frank Sinatra of the Spanish Mafia. And this Saturday, I'm set to debut at IZW against... EJ Sparks, but I guess that won't happen anymore now, will it, EJ? Because you, sir, you a coward, you a punk, you a chump, you a loser, and you know about the beating that I've been dropping on you, sir, for the last two to three years, and quite frankly, let's be honest with yourself, man, you don't want no more smoke. So who do they replace EJ with? Some other chump, some other loser, some hometown hero? I think they call him Magical Mike James. Well, guess what, Mike? Gino loves magic. I'm going to show you some magic. I'm going to make you disappear for good. I'm going to make sure you never forget the day that you accepted this match. I'm going to make sure your friends, your fans, your family don't even know who you are or where you went. Why? Because I told you so. So who do they replace EJ with? Some other chump? Some other loser? Some hometown hero. I think they call him Magical Mike James. Well, guess what, Mike? Gino loves magic. I'm going to show you some magic. I'm going to make you disappear. That just warms my heart. And I haven't watched it. How does that promo always end up on the show? Like, it's... (laughs) It's only the second time. Like, I didn't... It's only the second time, but I haven't watched it since the day we did that show and and kept going over and over again. Why but... is this not on Chair Shot Radio? How come you haven't introduced this to, to Patrick? He hasn't seen, you know, the glory that is. He's probably seen Gino's... it. I mean, I should probably get Gino to cut a commercial for the website, for the – like I should get Gino to do something. Oh, uh... um, yeah, but he's going to have to clap and make something disappear because otherwise I don't want it. Like, it's just that good. Um, you know, though, I that I think I probably told the story before. One of, the, one of the ways I found Gino was through his promo work. I mean, he's a ridiculously talented person, you know, but his promos. I've literally st- stood in rooms as he's cutting a promo just – wanting to die of laughter. Um, and I know, I, but I'm not sure if that's the intended effect though. So I don't know if you followed the assignment correctly, but I'm going to let it slide uh, because I've literally been in a room trying not to laugh if he's as he's doing a promo because it's making me laugh so hard. I've seen him jump into the laps of dudes like six feet tall. I've seen him, you know, uh, karaoke, you know, sing uh, to a song. I don't, I don't know. You know, it, it's really, really creative. I mean, the, the man knows how to do a promo. And that's one of the reasons why I've been drawn to, to him as a performer is his promo work. So I will give you that. But stop throwing random promos in my show. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You No, no, you are right. I can't throw random things into your show because that's your job. So you're right. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Stop, stop taking taking my job. Exactly. Uh, I was going to go in a different direction as far as like the intended promo as far as the field. I mean, and we talked about this, I think just last week on Chair Shot Radio, Mark Henry's retirement speech when he was in tears. I like it. Oh, you know, the, the feeling of nostalgia, the feeling of this this wrestler who I've grown up watching, quote unquote, retiring. Um, I mean, it, it did its job. It's been better than some actual retirement speeches, to be honest. Um, and it's it's one of my favorite promos. I mean, my favorite promo of his of all time. But that it really did give the intended effect. And the fact that it was a swerve was absolutely genius. And I think to second that, too, um, the other promo, not that pulls it as much on the hard strength, but I think gave the intended effect was... Um, Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, I lost my smile uh, promo. Um, and at the time when I was watching it, even for many years until I really knew what was happening behind the scenes, I really felt it. You could, I felt, you know, his the sadness within him regarding, you know, losing his smile and, you know, losing an element of him and, and finding out, you know, later on there was more things happening beyond that. But a real attribute of, of him to be able to convey that sadness, that heartache, and ultimately losing yourself. And that's an element too, I don't think I see in wrestling even now. Um, there's you're you're either tough, you're strong, you're resilient. All these things are great, but rarely does someone come up and mention their shortcomings or mentioning that they've lost themselves a little bit. And I will always respect that promo for it because it's something that I don't think was ever really done as well after that. Um, and on a final note, talking about AEW, um, one that I did forget to mention earlier that I liked more recently was Cody when AEW initially started to do the empty arena shows, that opening promo, um, of just him in the ring, not so much about everyone else coming in eventually, but his moment in the ring, the setting, the lighting, his tone. Everything about, you know, addressing what's happening in the world and still wanting to put together a show to me was both visually stunning, but also as, as you know, a person um, just being a wrestling fan was a very honest approach to it. Um, we don't get that kind of explanation anywhere else, especially in WWE, it's here as a product. But I do think that one of the reasons why fans connect with the AEW is you get a little bit more heart. You get a little bit more reasoning behind what is happening behind the scenes or, or why they're doing something in a way that WWE doesn't give an explanation for. And granted, they don't have to. You know, they're a billion-dollar company that runs all over the world to entertain us. That's great. They don't owe anybody an explanation. But a lot of times it's nice to get one as a fan. It's nice to get a reminder as to why I'm invested in a person and in a product. And seeing and hearing Cody, his growth outside of WWE as a performer, not only you know as a wrestler, but as, as someone who can cut a fantastic promo, um, I've really grown to admire that part of him and, and his growth uh, in general. See... And, and I'm not knocking the promo or whatever, but you just did what they do. Like, you, you did it right here in front of everybody. Like, Cody, it, 
WWE put on shows and everyone was like, this is terrible, they can't do it. AEW puts on shows and everyone's like clapping, thank you, Cody. And they're literally doing the same thing. Now, and you just talk about, oh, it's so good to hear why they're doing it, whatever. The first episode of television WWE did, they had Triple H sit there and explain exactly why they're doing it. And and you got the explanation from WWE, but you're sitting here saying it would have been nice to hear why. They told you why. But it's just it, it's just more of the same, like why... WWE and AEW can do the same exact thing mm-hmm. and people are going to shit on one and love the other and and that's why like even the Cody promo was good that you talked about but the reaction of their fans ruined it for me and because they took it in a direction that it wasn't and, and they, they then took the WWE stuff in a direction it wasn't and it just basically ruined the whole thing and, and you kind of unintentionally illustrated that but you got the explanation from WWE. Triple H sat there and cut the whole promo about why they're doing it, why it's so important for them to do that, and everyone shit all over it, and then Cody does it, and it's the best thing ever, when literally they pretty much said the same thing. It's just, and that's the inherent that problem is, between the two yeah. companies. Yeah, no, that's true, and that that's a solid point, because I didn't mean to necessarily diminish what Triple H had, had done. Um, and I think, if anything, it was almost just like an oversight of the explanation, I guess in a way, the delivery of it just didn't stick with me as much as it did with Cody. And, but that's also the type of person I am. And I think we a lot of times people are drawn to promos or even just communication that speaks to them as an individual and their style of communication. And this goes way into like communication theory and all that kind of, you know, stuff. But people are reciprocal to communication that speaks to them on the same level that they communicate. And I'm overall just a much more emotional um, uh, communicator and not because I'm a woman so don't start that shit with me but that's just the way I am I'm also a Leo so that's probably why it has much more to do with that my my zodiac sign than it does with I'm a woman so don't start that shit with me but I, <laughs> but I feel like I've, I, I connected more with that and that's probably more of, of again uh, more of my logic behind it whereas I think Triple H can can do i mean he has lots of powerful promos but i don't look at a triple h or promo and get the same kind of emotion because i don't feel the emotion and but that's not from him at all um if anything he he can do a fantastic promo but that's just not my particular communication style which is also weird because triple h is also a leo so i, I don't know do you know oh, yeah and and i mean they literally delivered the same promo in the same manner like, I just, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I don't enough. see it one bit. Like, literally, it's just because of who delivered it because and what position they were in because they're both executives in their company. They're both explaining why they're doing it. They both basically had the same bullet points. They both delivered it in the same manner. One was in a ring. The other one was outside of a ring. But besides that, like, I mean, it was the same thing. It really was. And I think it's also, so important though in moments like this too where we do i mean it's one thing if we have a a bias or there's moments that stick with us more than others as long as we recognize it you know i think that's i'm not here to try and throw shade at wwe at all but that's also just giving an explanation as to why as a fan there's things that stick with me a little bit more and i think that happens with fans all the time and we just have to be more perceptive of that you know that if you have a preference of one company or the other or you have two identical promos but you just happen to like one more than the other it's okay to admit it and not to throw on you know um other 
maybe excuses. I don't want to say excuses because it's that's somewhat of a negative term, but it's just a way to be more cognizant of well, as a fan, you just have preferences and it's okay to have a preference, but it's also then harder to then, you know, if, for example, of AEW and WWE, you know, to, to then diminish WWE for things that they're doing pretty much identical to AEW. If, if, you know, not uh, a lot of times better, but you know, for some reason, you still have this fandom for AEW and you're, and you're throwing out some other logic there that doesn't quite make sense. So I think that that's a good example of what you're trying to prove, but it's also okay as a fan to kind of just uh, express your opinion about, you know, what you enjoy and what you like, but just understand it's also what you like and not everyone's going to like that. And when you try and die on a hill on something like that, um, it's very challenging because it's like, you know, it, the the logic isn't there, you know. I I'll die on on several hills, you know. Body parts everywhere, I guess. Um, I died on a hill earlier today. I forget what it, it was. Just on Chairshot Radio, I forget what hill I died on, but I was dying on it. And then of course, you know, other other things I'll die on. But you know, that's just also my opinion as as a fan. So I think that this is a really good example of civil discourse that uh, people are going to glance over because they're it was boring to them but that's okay because people love fighting which is why we're wrestling fans that's very true actually we we love fighting and so fighting gets staged for us yes well speaking of things that we love greg i think we just we're both really big fans of of pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot i would agree yeah okay sorry you froze for a second i was like so did you you don't love ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot because that's that's really gonna make this awkward if you don't love it. I I can see it, the fans can't, but you're actually wearing a chair shot t shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com. I absolutely am. Always use your head. Yes, yes. Chairshot.com. Yep. Always use your head. If you want to get your very own t shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, well, just go there right now. Type it in. And there you can find over 25 different varieties uh, of chair shot t-shirts, different colors, different styles, uh, different logos, all of that at just the tip of your fingers. All the shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to, you know, add a little bit more, especially if you want to go and get a soft style t-shirt, it's just a few extra dollars plus shipping and handling. And of course, there you can find my shirt, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, uh, there you can find it in all different colors. And of course, in soft style, we wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't give you the Queen of Soft Style shirt without it being available in soft style. So do yourself a favor, go there. And of course, there's lots of other cool logos and designs. Of course, the OG Chair Shot shirt, which is pretty much my second favorite shirt there, outside of mine. The OG Chair Shot shirt is amazing. Of course, the unofficial official Shirt of one Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling. Multiple always use your head, use your head shirts, chair shot worldwide, chair shot 316. I mean, that promo made such an impression on the world that the chair shot has its own chair shot 316 shirt. It's a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Great. Well, 
We will be back for the second half of the show with Stephen Best from Promo Mania. So stay tuned. This is my yard now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hashtag Miranda Show. And I have a very special guest for this week. He is a pro wrestling super fan and the creator of Promo Mania, Stephen Vest. Stephen, welcome to the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's happy, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for, for coming on. Um, I'm very excited for you to be on here. Uh, this is actually something I've been seeing a lot online over the past few weeks and has been really fascinated by this project, Promo Mania, which is a tournament, online tournament consisting of 16 uh, different wrestlers from um, all over competing in promos. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the concept behind Promo Mania? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as a fan, for as long as I've been, you know, about 25 years watching wrestling, I felt like it was kind of time to give back in the current crisis we're facing. You know, I've seen so many wrestlers who are friends posting about losing bookings and money as a result. So, I really wanted to try to do something that would help them earn some income during this downtime. And so that's really what the, the seed of it uh, started from. And there are 16 wrestlers who are part of this tournament. Uh, how did you decide on who to include uh, in, in this project? Well, you know, I do have to say that this would not have been possible without the help of people like Travis Stevens from Wrestling Calendar and Casey and Sarah Van Buren from Zealot Pro Wrestling because uh, they've really helped motivate me to get it done. And when it comes to what you just mentioned a minute ago, uh, Travis really helped me narrow down some of the best people that would be a good fit for the tournament promo-wise. And you have some really notable names. I mean, MLW standout Douglas James. I mean, he's been wrestling all over the world and uh, on on MLW's weekly show. Um, Slice Boogie, he was uh, California's uh, Rookie of the Year, War Horse. I mean, you have a lot of really well-known people on the independent scene. You had some great people that we know locally here in Arizona. Um, and, of course, you have the host of this uh, tournament, Ziggy Dice. Can you tell us how Ziggy got involved in in this uh, tournament? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, as a contributor to Wrestling Calendar, he did a video for the site for Travis. And after doing that, you know, I reached out to him and thanked him and kind of established a little bit of a connection there. And we actually thought of him as someone to be a competitor in the tournament. And uh, when I messaged him and asked if he wanted to do it, he suggested being a host. 
And of course, that was something I I had to to go for right away because that was a great idea. Yeah, I mean, he's a really just like dynamic person. And when you look at the uh, promo that he did for this and even just the uh, promotional posters and everything like that, I mean, it is over the top. So he really is a a perfect host for for this tournament. Um, Round one of this tournament is in the books for the most part, right? Um, It seems like that you're finalizing or closing up um, some of those first round matches. Yeah, we're about halfway through um, the, I think as of this airing, we'll have two more matches left. And how was that set up as far as determining who would go up against who? Because you have a mix, you have uh, tag teams in there, singles competitors, um, people who faced each other before, people who haven't. Um, and it's all in a promo style. It's it's definitely not a, you know, a physical match. It's all promo. So um, what was, you know, some of the thought process behind some of these matchups? Well, you know, we actually took a cue from things like MMA because they always say that styles make fights. So if you take someone who's a, you know, just trash talker up against someone who has like a shtick, like a Dan, the dad, we wanted to see what that would look like if they talk trash to each other. You know, when someone like slice would take on someone like Jody Summers, what would that look like? How would they approach talking trash to each other or American Kaiju versus Danhausen? Like how would they structure a promo having to, to deal with that kind of situation? And with the differences in style, though, were there some ground rules that were laid out that the wrestlers had to follow in filming these promos? No, you know, the, the really only the guidelines I set for them was no hate speech. That was really the only thing I said. Yeah. And and you talk about the different style of matchups. I mean, Slice and Jody, that one is that one in particular to me, it was really hilarious because it was two completely different styles of individuals, of wrestling, of talking, but it made for such a fun matchup because they approached it very differently. And that's been a really interesting thing about this tournament is seeing how um, each of the competitors go into into these promos. Some of them are very straightforward. Some of them are a little bit more cinematic. Some of them bring in guests. I know Alex Salyers brought in his daughter uh, for his promo uh, because he was going up against a tag team. So if there's no rules set up that, you know, he couldn't you know have a little help, why not? But it's been really awesome to see the creativity um, throughout this, just the first round of, of this tournament. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. And we've seen a couple of fans that has said that they are seeing a lot of talent they didn't know about before. And so they're getting exposed to people who they may not have known otherwise. So it's been a really good platform for them to only make money, but for the fans as well. So with the first round wrapping up fairly soon, um, how are winners determined? How does someone move on to round two? We set up a website. It's a Ko-Fi and, um, if you go on on there, you can actually tip and whoever makes the most money advances to the next round and they get to keep 100% of their tips. Nice. And how did you find out about Ko-Fi, how, about this website and, and what made you want to incorporate it into Promomania? We just wanted a way that we could manage money and have it go to one source, but also give away for people to leave special messages. So we would know who they were voting for. 
So it really just everything lined up and it was actually something again that I have to give credit to uh, Travis and, and Casey for because I believe that they were the ones who first researched and found that particular site for us to use. So thanks guys. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's good to have uh, friends uh, who, who help out in projects. I, sh- I should know Greg does a lot for, for my shows and a lot of the shows on the chair shot. So it's nice to have a friend like that. Um, and ultimately how many rounds will there be? So it's looking like there's going to be four because we're going to go from 16 to eight, eight to four, four to two and then the final will be the last two competitors and is there a grand prize for the winner of promo mania yeah so we're actually gonna award them a cash prize and then um you know they'll obviously keep whatever tips were donated during that time they're also going to get a shot at the party hard wrestling champion of the multiverse oh. or the tag team champions of the multiverse if a tag team takes it at the end So they'll obviously get their, you know, booking fee, they'll get their, you know, travel and all that covered as well. So it's a pretty sweet prize. And then we're also raising on the side donations for the charity, No Kid Hungry, to kind of do some good in addition to helping the wrestlers as well. And was that something you had laid out from the beginning that you wanted to do something that benefited both wrestlers, but also a charity? I actually have to give a shout out to Brandon Reichard from Party Hard Wrestling on that one because he suggested that we do something like that. And I immediately was like, yeah, it's a fantastic idea. I would love to do a portion of the proceeds to that. Yeah. It's awesome when you can put together a project and opportunity that not only benefits wrestlers, but fans and, you know, a charity, especially during this time um, with COVID-19. I think everyone is in a position where you just don't know what's going to happen next. People don't know how long they're going to have their jobs for or how long they'll be working from home or or how long their kids may be home from school. So to tie in something like that, I think is a very, it's a wonderful addition to this. Um, and it's also a way to engage people in an entertaining way, in a way that you don't, ex- that they probably don't expect to help a charity out. Yeah, totally. I And we were really, at the core of it, we miss wrestling. All of us do. And so I wanted to provide something that would benefit the wrestlers, would benefit fans, you know, provide content during this downtime. And even for promoters, because maybe some people that own some of these companies are seeing how good some of these guys are on the mic. And at the end of the day, I think promoters want to sell the, pe- the promote the people that move tickets. And, you know, like a guy who can sell tickets and get people in the door is going to have a lot of value regardless of how good they can be in the ring sometimes. So I'm hoping it provides value across all those levels for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I, I really wanted you on this week's episode, because over the past few weeks, I've really focused uh, a lot of my conversations on content. Um, this is a time where you have to be creative and unique with your content because you don't have, you know, wrestling in a ring. And it has been awesome to see so many wrestlers out there uh, put more content on their social media, whether it's pictures or promos um, or just day in the life, those types of things, because it shows a different side. But you're also kind of forced to get out of your comfort zone of just recording a match um, or just recording an entrance and recording, you know, just you in, in front of a camera. Um, so 
with this tournament, you mentioned that it's something that you developed um, just recently, but are there already plans to expand Promo Mania to, um, you know, uh, another edition of Promo Mania sometime in the future after this, uh, this tournament's done? We've talked about ways to keep it going. Um, it's just a matter of how much value it'll have in an environment where these folks can keep making money um, off of their regular booking. So if we can find a way to facilitate it in a long-term fashion, we'll definitely do it. And I may have seen a tweet out there um, where a fan asked if there was anyone who uh, you would consider or, or didn't quite make it to this edition of Promomania, but you wanted to have in the tournament. Can you share a little bit about that tweet? Because I thought it was really interesting about uh, maybe some of the names that, that were mentioned. Yeah, we actually wanted to have um, Effie was actually one of our first choices. Um, wasn't able to do it. So um, we wanted uh, Gino Rivera, someone who I think is like super underrated on the mic and also a really, really good human being. So I really wanted to showcase him. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to as well. Uh, I wanted to get Doomfly, uh, Delilah. Uh, Doom and Eli Everfly, I thought would have been a really good tag team. But um, but the majority of the folks that we asked actually were really willing to do it. And um, fortunately, I had a couple of resources that were able to reach out to these people and let them know that I wasn't someone who was trying to make any money off of this or scam them or anything. Yeah, that. And I already some of those names are really, really interesting. Um, uh, Doomfly is great. Um, Eli um, and Delilah are, are big fans of them. Um, we've covered Gino here before, um, and I've worked with him for many, many years. The man has a mouth, uh, whether you like it or not. So I think some of those dynamics would be really great for the future. But this could also, I'm sure you probably got a lot of feedback from fans and even wrestlers who are watching, you know, the the tournament now and their eyes are glued to it. They're fascinated by it. Um, so congratulations on putting together such an awesome, awesome tournament. Thank you. I appreciate that. So in part of my intro, I mentioned you as a super fan and you talked about your fandom, um, you know, 25 years of being a wrestling fan. How did that influence, you know, building promo mania? Um, not only just to help wrestlers, but uh, you know, what, what about promos strikes you as a wrestling fan? I always found that that was the most compelling part of it because, you know, that's what really, I guess illustrates the human condition when it comes to wrestling and wrestling at its most base is, you know, an art form that really tells stories and the story is told in a lot of different ways. And I always felt like promos really reached out and grabbed you, especially when it was delivered by a heel. So it, uh, it's just something I always loved. I always really dug it. So I wanted to really incorporate that into the project. And I have to ask, I mean, what are some, promos that stand out for you as a fan, the, the most memorable, your favorites? Oh, man, that's an awesome question. Um, you know, I really, I always like Dusty Rhodes a lot. So his hard times promo, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but that's something I still, if we talk about it this many years later, it's got to be great. Um, one that I don't hear people talk about a lot, but always really was a good one for me was I, I called the God and my father promo and it's when uh, Shane Douglas threw down the NWA title and proclaimed the ECW championship uh, 
extreme championship and not Eastern anymore. That was always something I felt was really cool. Cause you could tell that those people in the crowd felt it was a real moment. And when you can trick hardcore fans into believing it's legit, that's, that's a true art. Yeah. Uh, hard times is one that uh, instantly comes to mind as, you know, a, a favorite promo. Um, and it, the, the message too is pretty poignant today. Um, you know, Dusty Rose talking about, uh, you know, uh, some guy losing his job to a computer uh, and not to say that we're losing our jobs to computers where people are just losing things in general, but that message carries through decades afterward. And that's such a really good point. The things that, that stick in your memory um, and also a good heel promo. I mean, the Shane Douglas promo is probably barely underrated. It wasn't one that came to mind until you started talking to it, but kind of just this visceral anger that comes from him in that promo and kind of this, uh, this almost renegade attitude that that comes from from him as well, uh, and he and he pretty much you know throwing away the Northern uh, Championship Wrestling or the the Eastern Championship Wrestling title into this new extreme. Like it's it's very heelish, but also very cool. So uh, I can definitely see shades of why those are some of your favorite promos. Interesting fact about the Shane Douglas promo: he didn't want to do it. He actually Patrick O'Dowd and I interviewed him years ago. Uh, he was promoting one of the hardcore reunion shows that he did, or extreme reunion shows. And we we only asked him about two old school things, and the other one was his hatred for Ric Flair. And when I asked him about that promo, he was completely uncomfortable doing it and hated the idea because he actually had a lot of respect for the NWA and the thought of throwing down the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and basically crapping all over that. And it was a company that he had worked for. Um, he, he didn't like it at all, but he did it, and obviously it you know created a you know huge movement. Yeah, and you know, it's something as a fan that even for me to this day, I mean, it might make me kind of a mark, but I get really like weird about how people treat the title. Um, I don't think the champion should come out first. Um, I don't like when people set the title on the ground when they get in the ring. Um, Just weird things like that. And so the fact that he would actually like take the NWA title with that lineage and stuff and goes back to like 1903 roughly and just throw it on the ground is... uh, just amazingly disrespectful, but in, in all the right ways. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about Medusa's promo when she uh, took the WWF women's championship in the title, the, the words that she used, you could tell she kind of stumbled a little bit or just the, the way that it came out wasn't as strong, but people don't remember the words. They remember the visual with it. And that's also another part of a promo that sticks. I mean, sometimes it's the words that stand out and sometimes it's the visual effect that stand out more. Um, and with titles, I mean, that is the ultimate heel move. Anytime you disrespect a title. Um, and I think that's, that's really the promo that, that made her career. I mean, she's was, is, you know, a talented wrestler um, and, and one of the best in general, but her career will always be defined by that promo. You know, absolutely. And the and treatment of the title is something that stretches across borders. If you remember when uh, Naito damaged the Intercontinental title and, you know, NJ, uh, and, you know NJPW because he, you know, didn't want it, didn't care about it. Um, even fans there were, were very upset by that uh, gesture. 
yeah, that's a really good point of culturally that that's just something that transcends, you know, language and culture is the prestige of a title. Um, when you hold it, it, it means something, you know, you are a champion of the company, but you represent more, you represent, you know, being the best uh, of that. And anytime that title is disrespected, it, you know, of course, automatically gets heat. But yeah, it's it's something that when you do it in, in a way that makes it memorable, that generates a reaction fans are are never going to forget it and it could absolutely you know not only continue to build a career like in naito's case but like in medusa's kind of almost define it um so it's it's all you know really interconnected it's that's uh pretty awesome so speaking of kind of promos what have been some of your favorite to match up so far what's what are some of the matchups that you think fans should really keep an eye out for watch uh of promo mania one of the things I like about it the most is that you're going to get a taste of people who you know, like a Danhausen or a Jervis, a gentleman Jervis, but some people that you maybe haven't heard of but should, like a Fresco Matic and a Frontman Jaw. So when we match up people like, you know, Frontman Jaw and Dark Sheik, which is one of the matchups coming up here, we uh, you really want to emphasize some of these people that you haven't seen before. So I'm looking forward to those, and I'm looking forward to seeing how some of these upsets happen, you know, I don't think anybody expected Devin to beat uh, Danhausen, but he did. And uh, I don't think anybody expected Jamie Senegal necessarily to beat Douglas James, but Douglas James lost. So right now it's anybody's tournament and my bracket got busted right away. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's tough to call. It really is, but I'm looking forward to seeing some of those matchups and then some of the potential ones. I mean, we can see, potentially uh, Warhorse against Gentleman Jervis, which, you know, again, just the thought of it makes for some really interesting uh, ideas. Yeah, I love the visual differences. I mean, you talk about uh, Jamie Senegal uh, upsetting Douglas James. I mean, Jamie's promo was ridiculous. The visual uh, in that, and I'm not going to spoil it for people. You got to watch it, but... Uh, you know, Douglas James, you know, he's he's a fantastic wrestler and took more, you know, I guess a traditional approach um, in his promo. And Jamie went for it. And, you know, that strategy helped. Um, so there's definitely some strategy involved in this. There's the, the art of the promo. And when you have a visual element like you do in Promo Mania, where you're, you know, required to, to film um, uh, along, I mean, that could be what can send you to the next round is if you just have something that's just more visually appealing um, in, on top of your message. And one thing we're noticing for sure is it comes down to promotion. It's like you could have the best promo ever with the best graphics if you don't promote it and you don't tell people about it and get them to go watch it and check it out. And then you're not going to win. And we've seen some upsets, I think, because maybe folks weren't really thinking that it would require a lot of promotion, but I've noticed a direct connection between how much somebody is promoting it, how much money they're making. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what do you see as kind of the legacy that you hope promo mania leaves um, both with wrestlers and with fans? Honestly, I just really want it to be something that people remember as being fun for when we had this downtime, something that kept some content coming and made people money and did some good. Okay. So where can fans go to watch these videos, to learn more about Promo Mania? 
So if you uh, want to see the videos, you can go to the Zealot Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. They're hosting it on their channel. We're on Facebook. If you look up uh, Promo Mania, you'll find our logo. It's not hard to see. And then I believe on Twitter, it's Promo underscore Mania to find it. Um, yeah, and we're all over there. And then follow up on the videos. We do a new one every 48 hours. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. You mentioned a bit about your partnerships with Party Hard and Zillit and Wrestling Calendar. How vital were these partnerships in launching Promomania? I can say unequivocally, 100%, it would never have happened without their contribution because I am super good at coming up with ideas, but sometimes it's hard for me to get motivated to finish these ideas. And without them helping me and motivating me to get it done and creating an expectation for it to be completed. It never would have, you know, gotten off the ground from an idea in my kitchen to something that's actually running now and, and working and getting people income. Yeah. And this on, on the hashtag Miranda show, I always do a plug for supporting your local independent wrestling promotions. That's just something, of course, you know, Greg and I are really uh, passionate about since we are involved in our local scene. That's how we met through, you know, going to wrestling shows and uh, participating, you know, behind the scenes and all of that. So to be able to bring, you know, partners together on the independent circuit is, uh, you know, essentially how we may be able to survive all of this. Um, so I think it's awesome that you were able to, you know, also just leverage the creativity and the resources of your partners um, and utilize what, you know, you have strengths in and what they have strengths in to build this opportunity, because it does sound like without, you know, one of these pieces, you know, something could have, have fell. So um, congratulations again on putting together Promo Mania. Um, fans, don't forget, there's still plenty of time to vote on the promos for Promo Mania. There's still some round one matchups uh, left, but also you have round two, round three, and the finals. So this will be running through uh, May of, of uh, so probably running through the next uh, month or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, mathematically, I expect it to probably go at least another couple of weeks, it seems like, probably middle of May. So there's plenty of time for you to watch the promos. You can also watch the promos that we mentioned earlier um, on YouTube. You can follow Promo Mania on social media. Um, and again, don't forget to support your local wrestling promotion, and this could be a good way to do it from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Steven, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the Hashtag Rando Show. Uh, stay safe um, and hope to talk with you again. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't wait to see both see you guys at the next Impact Zone or Party Hard Show or Zealot. Yes, hopefully we see each other at another local independent wrestling show very soon. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.